Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 22nd of March. Chinese President Xi Jinping has ordered an immediate investigation after a deadly plane crash. The China Eastern Airlines Boeing 737 with 132 people on board lost contact shortly after taking off and slammed into a mountain in the country's southeast. The number of casualties and the cause of the plane crash are not yet known, but it's feared there were no survivors. The airline has now grounded all of its 737s as investigations continue. Back home now and a two-year-old toddler is the latest COVID death in New South Wales. The little boy fell ill on Wednesday night and was taken to the Children's Hospital at Westmead on Thursday morning. New South Wales Deputy Chief Health Officer Dr Marianne Gale says the two-year-old had no underlying health issues. Tragically, a previously well two-year-old from Sydney died at the Children's Hospital in Westmead due to COVID-19. And I express my heartfelt condolences to that family. Meantime, there's speculation New South Wales and Victoria are both considering easing further COVID restrictions. It's believed the state governments are finalising changes with the seven-day isolation rule set to be scrapped. Australian Medical Association Vice President Dr Chris Moy says there are a number of concerns. I think it is a change which has to be thought out very carefully because there are a few potential headwinds and that is the fact that we've got people moving around more with reduced restrictions. We've got a situation where we've got this new Omicron subvariant, and also we'll be heading into winter when the flu season is coming along. To the latest on the Ukraine front now, and there are concerning reports this morning that Russian troops are starting to shoot unarmed civilians as the war escalates. The capital, Kyiv, is again under lockdown and curfew as thousands of Ukrainians remain trapped. It comes as many locals in Mariupol defy a Russian order to surrender. Meantime, concerns are growing about radiation levels around the Chernobyl power plant, with radiation monitoring systems reportedly not working. Back home and Labor will introduce a human rights award in honour of the late Senator Kimberly Kitching, who died last week of a suspected heart attack. Hundreds attended her funeral yesterday, including former Prime Ministers and many Labor colleagues. Her death follows allegations of bullying within the ALP, including by fellow female senators. Kimberly's husband, Andrew Landeu, not holding back while paying tribute to his Kimber. Of course, there's a lot I could say about the unpleasantness of a cantankerous cabal. But I hope it's sufficient to say she deserves so very much better. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese, who also attended Kimberley's funeral, has announced he is reviewing the party's complaints process. And NRL player George Burgess will face court next month charged with sexually touching a woman without consent. The 29-year-old Dragons player was arrested at Mascot Police Station in Sydney last night. Details of the alleged incident have not been revealed. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We begin in WA and three Indonesian fishermen are in hospital with many more feared to have drowned after their boat capsized off the state's north coast. Our reporter Talisa Bazaz has the details. Good morning, Tash. The Australian Maritime Authority has confirmed 12 people were on board a vessel that capsized on Sunday night near Ashmore Reef around 600 kilometres off Broome. After a dramatic rescue, three men were plucked from the sinking boat from a Singapore flag bulk carrier. One survivor was airlifted to Perth and is being treated at Royal Perth Hospital in a critical condition, while two others have been taken to Darwin. It's feared now nine others may have drowned. Authorities are investigating if rough weather from tropical cyclone Charlotte may have sunk their vessel. To Queensland now and the state southeast is set for a construction boom after a cash splash by the state and federal governments ahead of the Olympics. The $1.8 billion boost to the economy is thanks to a new wave of infrastructure projects to prepare the region for the Games. It's expected to create around as many as 2,000 jobs. Here's reporter David Shiraz with the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Well, the Brisbane City deal is just that, a joint spend between the Commonwealth and the Queensland governments, all aimed at getting people into jobs, the economy stimulated and the city ready for the 2032 Olympics. Gabba Stadium needs to be demolished and completely rebuilt for the Games, with other projects listed as absolutely necessary for the growing population across the southeast. The city's Cross River Rail will also be linked up with Brisbane Metro, creating a more cohesive public transport system. Other large-scale projects include a new bridge connecting one side of the city to the other, as well as a new ferry terminal and millions for new housing in Toowoomba. For the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. As we know, inflation is such a big issue at the moment, especially with the growing cost of living for so many Australians, including increasing cost of fuel and many supermarket items. And now new data has revealed just how expensive the cost is of many fresh fruit and veggies. Tash, good morning. I wish I had some better news, but as you say, we have been talking about it for a little while. These new numbers come from Richie's IGA. It's a group of IGA stores, mostly in Victoria. And these are pretty shocking numbers, or maybe they're not if you've been shopping recently. Um, the, the boss there is saying they've, they've seen broccoli, cabbages and potatoes jump by up to 75% in just a couple of weeks. Broccoli there now, they're more than 7 bucks a kilo, if you can believe that. And again, you probably can because if you've been shopping, you've seen it. Also, too interesting, this is not just about the current circumstances. There have been uh, issues with frozen vegetables right through the pandemic, and that apparently also still remains a problem. So not only are we going to pay more for fresh fruit and veg, we're going to have to pay more for frozen as well. The even worse news, there might be months to come, according to the company. They reckon it won't be sold anytime soon, probably after the middle of the year. Yeah, I've noticed a massive increase in so many things at the moment, the supermarket Mm. shelves, and talking about inflation and the rising cost of living. Petrol, as we know, has been a big issue. Now, the oil price, we saw some good news started to fall, but now it's jumped overnight as Europe considers banning Russian oil. Yeah, and this is one of those circumstances where you kind of, you don't want to pay more at the pump. You almost, though, can't uh, begrudge Europe for trying to do the right thing and, and actually deal with Russia. Oil, of course, has been one of the really big ones. It's kind of been overlooked or bypassed all these sanctions, uh, geopolitics and and the economy. Uh, a funny, strange bedfellow sometime in this case. They said, look, we're really, really serious about this, except for oil. We're not that serious. Uh, we want to make sure you keep pumping your oil to us. Thank you very much. But as the war drags on and as Europe in particular looks for ways to heighten the screws on Russia. Oil is one they're looking at. Of course, if that does happen, oil is uh, Russia is responsible, sorry, for 16% 
of the world's oil and gas. That is likely to push prices up if and when it happens. Right now, the speculation that it may happen has seen prices of oil rise by up to 6% alone overnight. It's extraordinary. And Scott, we all know buy now, pay later has taken retail by storm. But now we have some numbers showing just how huge it's become. Yeah, I've got to say, I was a bit surprised by these numbers, but they are phenomenal. In the last 12 months, buy now, pay later has jumped 40% in just that short period of time. Now, $5 billion US worth of sales. This is a US report, but talking about Australia, $5 US billion worth of sales. And now $1 in nine spent online is done using buy now, pay later. This uh, report by RBC also expecting that growth to continue up to 30% a year for the next few years. It's just a remarkable story of what was this little company called Afterpay once upon a time that invented this new way to pay, now absolutely taking the world by storm. Uh, $56 billion in the US, $25 billion in Germany. Just a remarkable, remarkable story of how well an Australian company has done and how quickly we all jumped on the buy now, pay later bandwagon. We're spending a pretty penny uh, online in particular. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Saz. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. It's a big morning for cricket with the women's side in action while the men's side kicked off the series deciding test against Pakistan. Yes, good morning, Tash. Let's start with the all-conquering women's team. Uh, They play this morning against South Africa. Both sides are unbeaten. Uh, South Africa's played one less match. This will be in uh, Wellington. And Australia, the only team so far to secure their place in the semifinals. Can't wait for that. Opening batter, Alyssa Healy, telling us they've got several players in form. Yeah, and I think that's what's probably most exciting about where we're at at the minute. It it hasn't been sort of one person that's done all the heavy lifting. It's genuinely been a team effort. Now, in Pakistan uh, last night, the Aussies got off to a shaky start in the series, deciding third test. Two for eight at one point before Usman Khawaja top scored with 91. He again was out in the nervous 90s, dismissed by a brilliant catch at slips. Gone! That is a magnificent catch. That is outstanding stuff. Sajid Khan has picked him up and that is a blinder. An absolute blinder. Thanks to our friends at Fox there. Steve Smith chipped in with 59. The Aussies 5 for 232 at Sumstash. And we cannot wait for this game on Friday night. Another chapter will be added to the book of feuds when the Roosters and Souths face off again. Yeah, of course, that book that was commissioned by uh, South Sydney owner Russell Crowe, or the co-owner, of course. Uh, They do share a fierce rivalry going back uh, decades, these two. And, of course, last year it was Latrell Mitchell with that big bump on Joey Manu that we're still talking about. Manu suffered a fractured cheekbone and Mitchell was wiped out for the rest of the season with suspension. Now, Roosters skipper James Tedesco has warned his teammates not to let emotion spill over this weekend. There's been a bit that's gone on over the past couple of years with South and I think when we, when we bring emotion into it, it doesn't work in our favour. And Josh Hodgson has sadly played his last game for the Raiders. He's been ruled out uh, for the rest of the season with a knee injury, went down in round one against the Sharks. He is off to the Eels next year, Tash. And also this morning, the talk linking former Hawks mastermind Alastair Clarkson to Gold Coast won't go away, Brett, despite the Suns' bright start to the AFL season. 
Yeah, the Suns beat the Eagles for the first time in Perth on Sunday. Their coach, Stuart Jew, entering the season under enormous pressure. In fact, one reporter in Melbourne has suggested that Clarko actually wants to coach at the Suns. So we'll watch this space to see if he responds to that. But in terms of Stuart Jew, he believes that they're finally on the right path. It's not going to infiltrate my thinking. I've got to stay focused for the footy club and the players, and that's my intention. And, and they make it pretty easy, to be honest, to keep focused on them. And the Lions off to the tribunal tonight, fighting a one-match ban Mitch Robinson suspended for a bump on Port's Xavier Dersma over the weekend. Massive day getting sport. Brett, thanks for the update. Thanks, Tash. And one of Andy Warhol's most iconic creations is set to become the most expensive artwork of the 20th century. It's been revealed the famous blue background portrait of Marilyn Monroe painted in 1964 will go under the hammer in May and is expected to reach, you won't believe this, an eye-watering 200 million dollars. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.